Wealth Outsiders. It was a big weekend in footy, as it always is. But some really, really interesting results this weekend. Some blowouts, some close contested losses, some nail biters. The big story, though, on this week's pod will be the destruction of the Western Bulldogs. Jacko and I treated ourselves to a night at the football to go and watch them get torn apart by Paddy Saints. And what an experience it was. Of course, there was some drunken buffoonery to be had, and you'll hear all those stories. But aside from that, some of the results across the weekend, this Collingwood train, it is a train now. In fact, it may have more power than that. It is really a juggernaut, and it is super impressive to watch. We also talk about the future of Nick Dacos, the amazing brilliance of Josh Dacos, and how they are making this happen only in round two to be considered, rightfully, probably premiership favourites. Geelong looked pretty old and slow, but we take time to ask the question this week of whether Jeremy Cameron is the best player in the competition or not, and it's an interesting debate. Also, there's a drive-by of Collingwood for no particular reason at all, so I apologise to Pies fans about that in advance. But the results, what does this mean for teams like Port along with the Bulldogs? West Coast all of a sudden look like they could rediscover some of the form that was so sad to see them lose. So all that, heaps more to talk about. We've got votes tipping. We did terribly again. We'll run you through how poor we're doing at that. Uh, but without further ado, here are the Chili Peppers to lead you in. Yeah, so you know what I just saw today? What? That West Coast GWS... Um, kit from the other day and it was the same kit Jacob Ware yeah yeah Polaxed yeah second week in a row yeah welcome to footy young fella retirement imminent (laughs) like if I'm his parents I'm thinking shit dude yeah it's not going so well for you bud my kid is getting in car accidents every single weekend (laughs) that's the equivalent like if if your teenage son came back and was like I hit a pole at 60 fuck are you alright yeah yeah yeah. lucky the airbag was there next weekend fuck I hit another pole yeah like, dude, where's your license? Give me the yeah. keys. No. Yeah. Um, well, the text came out. Um, uh, that uh, West Coast player's phone. Um, he'd been texting Shane McAdam all week. <laughs> and um, yeah, so <laughs> something against the kid. <laughs> now, I thought Shane McAdams was a thing of beauty the week before. Yeah. But that one was genuinely beautiful. It was 100% yeah. accurate. Yeah. What are you looking for? Oh, me pen. You're not going to find... Um, Bulldog's courage down there, mate. No, no. Under your ass. Yeah. <laughs> well, they need to pull something out their ass, but we'll get to them shortly, Bob. We'll get to them. You don't want to. You don't want to do it now. Yeah, let's. Um, yeah, go on then. You've got All a right. bit to say about your club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, to be honest, Bob, um, went there looking at our first six weeks. Pretty tough. Um, went in glass half full against Melbourne. They had some outs and thought we we might challenge them and. We did for 10 minutes, but yeah, unlucky for us that football games generally go for two hours, <laughs> so 10 minutes ain't going to come. Yeah, that other 110 really sucks, <laughs> yeah, huh? it really did. But I just thought, you know what, walk away, we got outclassed by you know a premiership contender and a, and a juggernaut side with um, heaps of depth, and I'm like, oh well, we're playing St Kilda, and 
you know, St Kilda are completely undermanned. Not a juggernaut. Not a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of looking for an identity mid rebuild. You know, brought in some recycled players over the last few years, and I'm thinking, ah, you know, we'll, we'll have them covered like we usually do yep. lately. Well, as of late, the last few times, and um, yeah, that didn't come. That didn't come to pass at all. It was probably one of the worst. Probably as a collective, probably the worst Bulldogs performance I've seen under Luke Beveridge. It'd have to be up there, maybe like a top three, because that was insipid, Bob. There was a few bad ones at the back end of 2021. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, that was the worst. When you're talking effort and and looking for someone to step up and inspire, I mean, I don't know how, I, I don't know why we're. It almost looked like we were looking to bunt to like try and change the game, and that just wasn't happening at all. Well, he did what he could. He did what he could. And and when he and when he did a few things, like even you looked at me and went, "Gee, that was a nice kick." Mm. Like he's just classy, but no one else came to the party. No one else. Um, Jamari Uglehagen, I've never seen someone get caught holding the ball more. Um, Sam Darcy's just young and just in no man's land half the time. Yep. Alex Keith. Um, God, if I was as slow as him at finishing in the bed, you know, in the bedroom, I'd be. I'd be going You'd have a happy well. wife. <laughs> I'd have a happy wife. Yeah. Um, yeah. But unfortunately, I was. Yeah, I'm as quick as St Kilda in transition on Saturday night. So. <laughs> yeah, we we were no good, Bob. Um, and I must say, from from my eyes, it, uh, there was a lack of commitment with each other. There was no synergy. There was no leadership. Uh, I, where was the leadership? It was lacking leadership. Yeah, it was um, definitely lacking leadership. And we looked the... unprepared. I think I think we felt like St Kilda. We we, we were just going to get it done. And St Kilda, I mean, that first goal set the tone for them in the first 20 seconds. Young Matthias Philipp, Matthias Philippou, mm. um, who went on to have another really good game in his second second career game. And um, yeah, we just got opened up and they, yeah, chewed up and spat out by St Kilda, which is a real cause for concern. Massive. Yeah. Because they didn't even look that sharp. I know, I know they won by, their defense looked very yeah. resolute. Yep. And then going forward, the chances... Completely committed to it. Yeah, very yeah. committed. The way they generated chances was just your inability mm. to to suffer forward 50 yeah. entries. Honestly, it was... Yeah. A, yeah. But you were one of the... Uh, I mean, you were a bottom six defense last year. Yeah. And that has not been fixed in the offseason whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But we all went to the footy and we went with um, Master Bateman. Yes, he, we did. He was in fine form by the end of it. Yeah. As, we, as hey. were you. Deservedly so. You were walking through Crown Casino selling candy to everyone yeah. until some guy fucking laid a strong tackle. Yeah. And you know what? Oh, clearly I was inviting that, but I've I've, oh, I've yeah, told a few I've told a few people about this. Um, I loved getting tackled because he was he was on the same page as us, Bob. He, he was knew onto what was it. Up. He was onto it. That's good mm. banter. Mm. I like that. It was it was very good. Um, he gave me a little mini jumpery as well, so. <laughs> Deservedly so, once again. But you know what? Paddy deserved Saturday night. Yeah. He deserved to run his back. Yeah, he did. He did. And do you know what he acknowledged to me as well? He goes, you know, he goes, you would not have been like this. I just know you wouldn't have. Just let me have my fucking moment. And, he, and he, Why not us? <laughs> <laughs> I did love the fact that I, I gambled at the start and grabbed the Saints scarf. Yeah. <laughs> Tell the listeners what you were fucking spitting all night, mate. Well, I don't know what you want me to say other than Fortius Quo Fidelius, mate. <laughs> so this poor bastard. 
I'm oh. reading out the St. Kilda coat of arms every time they would do something good and his team would go, what the fuck is my team doing? Well, they're lacking 40ths, mate. Yeah. And this is just a simple hand part, handball receive on the wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, All night, yeah. 40ths quote Fidelius. If I got drunk enough, I might have tattooed it on me. <laughs> it was my slogan for the evening. It was, yeah. it was hilarious. We had a lot of fun. We did. It was good. It was good to get out, out and about with the boys. Speaking of having fun. Yes. When you came back up from the bottle shop before, did yeah. you see they're setting up a circus on the corner there? No, I did not. Oh, when was the last time you went to a circus? There's clowns there, dude. I'm Saturday night, going. mate. Saturday <laughs> night. Oh, 22 oh, clowns. Yeah, here we go. Here we go. Fuck 22 me. clowns in red, white, and blue. <laughs> Absolutely piss poor. Hey, at least Ed Richards looks the part. <laughs> um, he was one of our only really shining lights as well. He tried. You did call him Ed Bitchards at some stage. I so. did. Yep, mate. I was angry. Mm. <laughs> all the names, all the names came out. Um, Marcus Fumble Pelly. We said Mike was wearing up. He's like, you, know, you look like you're missing a player like Josh Dunkley. I'm like fucking hell, dude. Yeah, like it's so true as well. Yeah. What a cocksmack of a comment, though. Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, dude. <laughs> the, you know the not the the time of the night where I just went, yeah, okay, yeah, okay, fine, dude, that's fine. Is how quickly Mike just said, "Have your scarf back, dude." I don't yeah, want to wear it. Yeah, yeah. The song hadn't even started yet. No, nah, man. No, nah. <laughs> just no. Nah. And you were double scarfed at the footy, dude. I was double scarfed at the footy, and oh. this is the st- sad state of affairs I found myself in. Bob, I was on the concourse singing, <laughs> hearts to hearts and heads to heads, beneath the blue and white we say. That's Dude, pathetic. Yeah, it's it's. I, I stooped to a level I never thought I would. I was seeing Excuse- the North Melbourne. You were um. Oh, in a mankini. You were pole dancing. You were pinching um kick to kick off little children. Oh, for dude. about 15 minutes, mate. And I went at about 87%. I kicked it beautifully. <laughs> there, was a, there was a group of... When I say little children, <laughs> I mean maybe double digits in age. Maybe. maybe. Yeah. May, I think there was a 12-year-old in there. The others might have been like 9 or 10. Yeah. And you were running around like you were Nick Dacos. Yeah. Cheap handballs everywhere. Yeah. You're like, yeah. yes, yes, yes. One, two, yes, yes, yes. Oh, I was like... Are you doing? And it just goes to show, Bob, I can do what Nick Dacos does. <laughs> so for all of you saying he's going to be the goat, steady on. Yeah, they really fired up about that Collingwood after another solid, uh, or the Collingwood supporters after another solid Nick Dacos game. Yeah. Um, yeah, you and I have spoken. I'm I'm pretty firm on the fact that he's in the easiest position to play on the ground. Yep. He's in a. Um, um, the kicking two goals is impressive. If he starts adding that though. Week in, week out. Oh, yeah. If he finishes the year with like 30 goals, oh. I'll be super impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, you know, he's on he's on pace. So um, best of luck to him because it would be it would be enormous. I mean, that's got to get you pretty close to well, th- an yeah. Australian jacket yeah. or at least the 40-man squad, yeah. I would have thought. Well, 32 and two goals at, oh, just get his efficiency up. At 84. It's really clean. Yeah, the 84, though, so many of them are uncontested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, you know, in space with very little pressure. And he's a very skillful kick of the football, so it makes sense to get him in space and give him the football. Yeah. But, um, but he's just the architect of Collingwood's way of football. I mean, the 661 metres gained, let's just get it forward. Yep. Yeah, run and gun. Mm-hmm. You know, um, six inside fifties, five round rebound fifties. He's um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, we know what we know what they're trying to do. Yeah, and he fits that mold. The career will be determined by those game styles in some sense, though. Yeah, because if they have a I, okay, I'll tell you this right now. If he had a if he was in Ross Lyons' team, yeah, 
and was one-on-one accountable mm. rather than the role he's playing now yeah, where yeah. everyone sprints ahead of him. Yeah. Everyone. Mm. And then he's just got to hit the target, which he's great at. Awesome at. If he was in the Ross Lyon system, he'd be in trouble because he can't defend. Yeah, yeah. He's like a shocking one-on-one defender from what I've seen so far. Yeah. He barely ever has a matchup that he's accountable for anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to tell. His brother I'm more impressed by. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. Like if I could take one of them in my team right now, it would be Josh Dacos. Yeah. I really like Josh Dacos. I do too. A lot. Yeah. Mm. He's got a lot more of his dad in him as well. The ability to kick really, really good goals. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, he's really creative too. Really creative. Yep. Yeah. Always in the right spot. Just reads the play so beautifully. I think the thing the thing that should highlight how easy the Josh Dacos role is, yeah. Harry Sheasel has done it in his first two games already. Yeah. The Nick Dacos role. Sorry, Nick yeah. Dacos yeah. role. Yeah. Harry Sheasel's done it for two weeks too. Yeah, yeah. Two games in. Yeah, two yeah. games in, two weeks in a row, arguably as good as Dacos. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a gap, there's a gap Yeah. but it's not enormous. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I did watch Nick Dacos. Um, I don't think he was the... I'm not sure if he was better than Mason Redmond this weekend. I know that sounds really biased. I'm just not sure. Yeah. Because that Port team rolled over and just fucking... Yeah. They starfished their way through that game. Yeah, yeah. They were like, jam it in, fellas. <laughs> Get it over and done with. Or did you hear Ken Hinckley in the po- po- presser? No. Oh, so uh, we noticed... Um, you, guys, you guys, I noticed you um, noticed you sent uh, Jones to... Was it Jones? Yeah. Um, to, um, to Dacos. Yeah, he, he beat us today. That's all he said. He goes, yeah, he, he won. Yep. And then he was like, he's a good player. Yeah. I mean, that's just what... He's a know. good player. Yeah. He goes, he goes, and he's going to beat a lot of teams. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he had no other way to describe it. Uh, he outplayed them. And, um, you know, uh, what does this mean for Port to you? Like, they never play at the MCG, dude. Like, no. maybe one or, tw- one or two games a year they play there. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really it's really tough because we expect I don't know what we expect out of this port team. I expect good things out of this port team. Yeah, yeah. I genuinely do. Yeah. Especially this year. I just think that well, especially this year. Yeah. Week 1 they looked good and it made sense to me their additions, but this week it was like Fantasia's back in. Well, he looked fucking terrible again. Yeah. Yeah. Just I'm not sure about some of their decisions. Connor Rosie, there was a moment where Boke was off the ground mm. and Connor Rosie was off the ground yeah. and they both came back on and they still got smashed. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Kenny has thrown everything at this. Yeah. And the players just can't figure it out. Now, a fair chunk of it has to go towards Collingwood. But if you're a traveling team like Port that maybe plays at the MCG, let's call it three games a year. Yep. Because you're not playing every Victorian team Away, no, and then you're not always playing all of them at the G. So three, maybe four games at the MCG. Yeah. Collingwood play sixteen games a year there, man. Yeah, yeah. They don't play eleven. Mm. They play sixteen games a year there. Yeah. Sometimes seventeen. Yeah, it's an enormous advantage. Mm. This is the equivalent of if West Coast had five extra games a year against Frio at home, <laughs> so they had less time traveling. Yeah, got to sleep in their own beds more. Yeah. And then Richmond went over there to try and win a do or die game. Yeah. Well, you're probably getting smashed. Yeah. Yeah. It's the advantage is enormous. It's enormous. So yeah. I don't put a lot of stock into those wins. Like um, the Melbourne Brisbane game was fascinating, but if it was down here, like last year, yeah. Whoa, it was a romping. Mm. 
in exactly the same fashion. Yeah, yeah. And we always get to that point at about, let's say mid midway through the year, maybe around 14 or 15 when we start really looking ahead at finals. Yeah. Where we look at those teams that can't, haven't been able to win. So the Dockers were a great traveling side last year. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, they might not even be a great side. Yeah, massive question marks. That's already marks. imploding. Massive question marks. And that was seven away They're playing wins. really boring footy. Boring. Yeah, very boring. Yeah. But seven away wins made them the best traveling team in the comp. Yeah. So it's really difficult to, like if you, if you get five a year, five away wins. Yeah. That's a, that's a successful traveling side. Mm. So to think that teams like Port that genuinely have to travel eight, nine times during the year. They're going to have games like this. Yeah, yeah. Especially against that type of competition. But um, no, full credit to the Pies. They, they look, they're the hottest thing in town at the moment. They and, are. And I yeah. can see why. And, you know, I mean, they're not on top of the ladder. <laughs> <laughs> Just a notch below the bombers. Yes. Um, where you belong in in AFL parlance and in society. The... <laughs> Swanee's on top though. They did that. They did exactly what I expected. Yeah, I'd much rather live in Airport West though. Yeah, <laughs> no, Airport West is a bit dodgy. <laughs> yeah, but um, <laughs> that's a bit dodgy. But uh, Melbourne, Brisbane. Let's talk about Melbourne. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, as you said before, like brilliant. Pretty much the same, same as that final. They just had a stranglehold on Melbourne. Losing mm. Gorn, losing Gorn sucked the life out of Melbourne. Did yeah, yeah. Mm. And um, I don't know about you, but I had grave concerns that was an ACL. And that well, the footage from him in the rooms was like, yeah, he, he thought it was too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is a guy who's done two previously. So mm. when I saw that, I'm like, shit, he knows, he knows what it's like. Um, at 31 years old and where he stands in the game currently, I mean that that is just a loss that Melbourne can't even fathom. But the good news is, not an ACL, so it might be a four to six weeker. Not an ACL, and they've got Grundy. Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. They're going to lose something, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. But it's not... <sighs> yeah. And I'm certainly... And, and I must say, they were 40 points. There was a blackout at this game, by the way, for anyone living under a rock. Uh, they were 40 points down at the blackout, and uh, there was 12 minutes left, and they lost by 11 points. Like, this team this team finds a way to get themselves back in it. And I know there's an asterisk because Brisbane sort of took the, took the foot off. But this is a team who believe they can win at any point. Hmm. Like, um, two 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 more minutes, they win that game. Like they they just weren't stopping. It was amazing to watch. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, did you hear Chris Fagan have a sook about the unacceptable dude? I didn't like it at all. Nah, me no, either. No. It's like I don't know why it's yeah. an hour. Should be half an hour. Yeah. Like, do you come know, on, man. Uh, do, do you know what else? You know, could it? Greg Swan was out on the boundary line on the phone the whole time, and if he was on his phone on the phone call, and there was other Brisbane staffers there, maybe they could have gone. Oh, Melbourne have run out, boys. Come on. I mean, the rooms yeah, oh, are just yeah. there. Yep. Like a bit of communication. That's no fault of their own. It was a big bitch. And Massive I, bitch. I think he knows that maybe some of those wins are going to be hard to come by. And that percentage boost was key. Key. Yeah. Yeah. Because it would have been nice. It looked like they were going to kick a couple more at least. Yeah. Yeah. And get, you know, effectively 200 percentage points out of that game. Yeah. You know, 50, 50 something to 100 yeah. something. Yeah. That's what they're on track for. And. Um, yeah, the fact that it ended up where it did, I can see why he is really frustrated, but he needs to be looking at himself, his coaching staff and his playing group. Yeah. Yeah. It's really difficult to refocus a group. Yeah. I will say that. Like even at basketball, sometimes if you've got an injury where a player has got to be like escorted off or like something's happening and they've had their, 
mental focus broken and there's a lull for five or six minutes. Mm. To, I have a question for you. Okay. Have you ever said to the missus, hang on a second, I've actually got to go to the toilet and then you come back in? It's a completely different vibe. No. <laughs> no. Are you probably... Okay. When you last more than four minutes, sometimes you need breaks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... So, yeah, Brisbane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you need drinks breaks. Um, the odd... <laughs> I'll t- tell you what, the, the, there was no blood flow on Saturday night. The Western Bulldogs just sucked that out of me. What are you talking about? You carried on like a buffoon for about three hours post-match. I was fine. It was I? great entertainment. Yeah, I was fine. Bit of dirty Chinese. Well, and there was off, a little bit of went. aggression in there. Like, I got, I, got, I got a little bit aggressive. Yeah, you got fired up at us a couple of times about a bunch of stuff, but we just laughed. I don't even remember what it was because yeah. it was hilarious. Yeah, and then like, yeah, but that happens from time to time. And then 50 seconds later, I'm like, a bit of self-evaluation. That was a bit over the top. He didn't deserve that. And then you say the next thing and, you know, because you're such a smart ass. What, have you, what are you pulling up on your phone, dickhead? I was saying... <laughs> that Will Setterfield has a, a face that looks like it should be from a World War One era photograph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well, been... the last two weeks are his best performances since Fury. Jesus, dude! I've been sent through. That's unbelievable. I'm telling you. We will you, post man. this. I'll post this on. I'll post this on Instagram. <laughs> he looks like a return soldier from a from yeah. a. Uh, wartime era that has long gone by. I'll post this on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you need to see it to believe it. There's um, real merit in that. Where were we? What other games? Oh, we watched um, Richmond Adelaide. Yeah, watched a bit of it. Before we headed across. Yeah. Not too much. It got a little bit boring, to tell you the truth. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, solid win by the Tigers. Did what they were supposed to do. Yeah. yeah. Adelaide got right back into it. Mm. And I thought for a moment there, we, we all thought at the Nixon... Um, that Adelaide were going to steal this. But um, a little bit of Richmond of old to just get going again and make sure that they don't drop this game. Yeah. And that was completely led by Trent Cochin. Oh. His, last, his last quarter was great, dude. I hate to hear it. Yeah, I know you hate to hear it. Do you think I enjoy saying it? He, he was phenomenal in that last quarter. Oh, you talk about so shit. He's had five, he had five disposals, one tackle, but it, it was, yet yeah, there was, I saw isolated clips of just him going in and under, getting the ball out of, of, you know, heavy traffic. Yeah. And the goal he kicked was class. It was class, dude. So there was there was a bit of OG Trent Koch in there. Well, look, if they're going to be the team that people think they are going to be this year, they need that. Yeah. And my my issue with where I think they'll end up, I mean, the, the pundits who've said that they might be able to pinch fourth spot and that they're back and that the window is open, um, I think if they're going to win it, not saying they can't at all. Obviously, yep. it's round two, for God's sake. Yeah. But they're going to have to do it from sixth, seventh, or eighth, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But they're going to need that. Yeah. They're going to need Trent Koch and then those old, like that old brigade to do that week in, week out. Yeah. And we're looking at a Geelong team who needs that as well. Mm. And it's not happening at the moment. No. Which no. we'll get to them in a second. But Richmond, yeah. they got a much better return out of Hopper this week. Yeah. Which yeah. I think was critical for Tigers fans' hopes. Yeah. Critical for a lot of people's super coach as well. Very much. Um, and critical for my breaking into the top 20 uh, prediction too. And critical for uh, Tom Lynch. Critical for some of my preseason bets on him yeah. winning the Coleman. Yeah. When you see Charlie Kerno go and bag, was it five? Five? Yeah. Five goals, two or whatever it was. 
I'm thinking, why the hell didn't I do it? But I just assumed Harry Mackay would do more than kick one goal a fucking week. Mm. He actually finished that game incredibly well, Harry Mackay. Yeah, yeah. In that fourth quarter, he was enormous. Yeah. But um, I still it, didn't so think I kept, it was... I keep diverting back to this Geelong, uh, Geelong That's right. and I really That's want right. to talk about it, but... This um, young Samson Ryan looked good. Samson Ryan, good. What I will say is that Adelaide forward line was impressive, and I think it's yep. going to continue to be impressive. Yeah, three goals to Fogarty, two to Tex. He should have had at least three. Um, two to Rochelle, two to Rankin, and then just the one from Thilthorpe. Richmond kicked goals by a committee, which they always do. Yeah, but that Adelaide forward line is going to be a problem this year. Yeah, yeah, I really think so. And you know what? I can't wait to watch it this weekend. It's the showdown, Bob. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be amazing. Must win for both. It's going to be amazing. And Alira List still looks good. Tom Jonas had some hustle moments. Yeah. But I'm not convinced he can do the job all day against Tex. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they, what, Burton had a few sloppy moments. In fact, he had like a massive critical error or two as well. Yeah. Well, he's out for two weeks now. He got rubbed out. He did? Yeah. Yeah. Two, oh, week, okay. two weeks he got. Yeah. I hadn't heard that yeah. report. Dump, that... dump tackle on Jamie Elliott. Yeah. Really okay. clumsy stuff, man. There was no need for that. No, there was no need for it. Um, but I get like, Probably very frustrated. Mm. But yeah, there's still... That doesn't excuse it. Okay, so he's out. So they're, they're going to have a bit of a problem managing the uh, the small... Like, Rochelle and um, Rankin are a problem. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah. Yeah. So that... that Actually, that'll be a hell of a game. I can't wait. Oh, that's it, what man. we said first punch on in the stands, too. Oh, so I've got a bit of... I've got a bit of content for you, Bob. Don't tell me. So, <clears throat> I think my pre-season prediction was Adelaide. Adelaide crowd trouble. Port Adelaide game. Yeah. I was 50% correct. Um, there's a TikTok that surfaced of um, a punch-up in the uh, fourth tier at the MCG on the weekend between Collingwood and Port Adelaide supporters. We did say that yeah. on the pod last week. Yeah, we were we like, fuck, yeah. it could happen. Yeah. yeah, and it did, and it did. I saw um, Ali show me there was about three or four blokes getting Good. ushered out by cops in cuffs. Good dust-up? Didn't really did... see the dust-up, saw yeah. the aftermath, and they just looked like a bunch of thugs that... Don't belong at a footy game. And they were in cuffs. So they got dealt with by yep. the police. Um, but yeah, strong police presence too. I think I saw about six cops in the clip. So yeah, there was a proper dust up. Yeah, I'll right. see if I can find the footage at some point. But yeah. You do that. Yeah. You research. Yeah. But yeah, Collingwood Port. I mean, lo and behold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No big surprise. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of bitching about the prison bars, enjoy your night behind them. Oh, here he is. Yeah. Good on you. <laughs> Uh, if there was enough people at Marvel, I would have probably punched someone too. But there was uh, very few and far between. It's a bit, it's a bit hard to punch someone when <laughs> your your best mates are sitting either side of you, being like, "Eat a bag, yeah, you yeah, absolute bag. piece of shit." Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jack, did you know that the Western Bulldogs aren't going to make top four this year, and you kind of suck? Yes, I do know that. You fuckhead. We're yeah. fifty points down. Top four. <laughs> Gone. I mean, well, effectively, you need 17 wins, 16 yeah, wins gone. to be top four. We're so not, it's over, man. Yeah, yeah. It's over. Top four is not happening. Um, you're not winning 17 out of 20, yeah. It, yeah. to be so, quite blunt. Yeah. So when Nathan Buckley um, yeah, when Nathan Buckley wants to come and tour, um, yeah, the door's open, brother. Well, I, yeah. We've had long, <laughs> long discussions. I don't... And I don't pick on Bevo. Actually, the only reason I pick on your club is either from the work that is that Sam Power is responsible for yeah, yeah. or the lack of work that Bevo should be responsible for. Mm. That's it. Yeah. I like your players. I don't think any of it is their fault. Like, I love Bontempelli. Yeah. I really do like some of your players, but I genuinely was um, thinking about this today. I think you would have done better to keep Josh Junkley and get rid of Jack McRae. 
I yeah. genuinely mean that. Yeah. And I think you would have gotten a better price. Mm. So I'm not too sure what this club is going to do long term with the list. But if you get to the end of this year and it's clear that you can't win it with this list, yeah. Where to next? I mean, Collingwood, surely Collingwood would have preferred McRae over Mitchell if he was up for grabs. 100% yeah, they would have. Which would have led him to be at the same club as his younger brother. Dude, what do you think? Getting a go. What do you think Geelong would have offered up? For they, Jack McRae. So they got Bows and Huge. pick seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have got at least pick seven. Yep. And then more. Yep. You would have got pick seven and what did they have? Pick 18 or yeah. what ended up yep. being 19 or whatever mm-hmm. it turns out to be. Yep. So you would have got seven and 19 and I think... I'm doing you, that deal. I think you could have argued for a future first in there as well. Yep. I'm genuinely dead set serious yep. because that changes their football club yep. going forward. They don't. They can rest Paddy Dangerfield. Yes. They don't have to rely on Cam Guthrie. Yep. If you are genuinely done with Brandon Parfitt, which it looks like they are, yep. then he can sit. And surprise, surprise. Shit, I wouldn't mind Brandon Parfitt. <laughs> but this talk of, uh, oh, Tanner Bruin preseason. Yep. Well, now it's the big boy stuff and it's, yep. yeah, he's not ready yet. Yeah, he's, he's so ready. young, man. Like twenty. So yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That's a. That's... I, I just think Jack McRae was a, tra- a tradable commodity. Yeah, considering what you've got, or the decision should have been made to never recruit Trelaw. Yeah, knowing that you would have to pay that money to Dunkley really soon. Yeah, yeah. Because he asked to go, and then you got Trelaw right the first time. Correct. And then we sort of banked on their bromance. Of I think we banked on that bromance. Man, yeah. Can't... You can't bank on that. You can't trade on those commodities no, in footy. No. Hey, do you like this guy? Yeah. Is that worth $250,000 a year to you? Do you think Josh Dunkley thinks very deeply and fondly of Bontempelli? Of course he does. Mm. I bet they're very, very close friends. Yeah. But this is a business. Yeah. And Josh Dunkley wants success and he wants to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. He probably would have regretted coming to the Bombers, to be honest. For sure, man. Like at the time when he requested yep. it. Was it 2020? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he would have he would have hated it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so he, maybe 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 could have been in a third club by now. Agreed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we were that bad for the last. Um, yeah. Um, twenty yeah twenty twenty one and twenty twenty two we were really not that good. We were yeah. really unimpressive. Well, we still made a final in twenty twenty one. So whatever. Dude, Richmond, Richmond, Richmond had love a Jack McRae man. I mean, they've gone and got Hopper and Torano now, but you know, previously. Yeah, I just think if he was on the trade table, there's a lot of people, man. Yeah. There's a lot of clubs. Yeah. That yeah. would have been super interested in Port Adelaide. Hold, yeah. Holding on to a genuine, genuine accumulator yeah. in the middle who gets clearances. With clean skill. Clean up, clean, cleaned up skill. Yeah. <laughs> Much better kick than he was. Yeah, he's just not that damaging with ball in hand. Yeah, yeah. So if you've got other guys, yeah. then I think it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, he's a good chain starter. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, you're right about Collingwood. Never have to worry about throwing Pendles in a center bounce clearance or no. unless you're getting smashed. Yeah, yeah. Could have kept him on the outside. But I tell you what, they can't be unhappy with getting Tom Mitchell because he's had two very good games. He has had two good games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm fascinated. So I think that their game style is going to keep working at the MCG. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah. And it makes sense. Why not build a game style for the place you're going to play at for 16 weeks of the year? Yeah. Yeah. If, uh, mate, if my club had that, if we had 16 games a year at Marvel, I'd be filthy if we weren't built especially for it. Yeah. Because you win 14 of those games, you're definitely playing finals. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got that gripe. I mean, the competition's, I know it sounds like a bit of a whinge. The competition is uneven because of the home ground advantage some teams get as opposed to other teams. Yeah. It's way worse for the interstate teams, in my opinion. Mm. But 
No wonder they they get angry on social media, man, about the Vic bias and the yeah, yeah, yeah. So think about if you're um, if you're Brisbane, mm. you're gonna get. Do they sell any games? Do they have a game in the NT or anything? Uh, do Brisbane sell games? Let's assume that they no, don't. Let's no, just, I don't uh, think they yeah, do. Yeah, okay. Let's assume yeah. they don't. You're gonna have two Q clashes a year. Yeah, maybe. But they have they have Fitzroy membership promotions at Marvel. So like they'll they'll incorporate their Fitzroy their Melbourne based Fitzroy supporters. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like once or twice a year. My point is like let's say that they have two Q clashes and eleven home games, so they play twelve games at the Gabba a year. Yeah. How come other MCG teams or Victorian based teams get to play sixteen or seventeen? Mm. And then how come teams that have made Marvel their home, like your team, my yep. team, Hawthorne, Carlton, even to an extent, yep. and St. Kilda, we get like seven games a year at Marvel. Yeah. That are home games. Home games. We probably yeah. end up playing 10 there because you play, I think I've got, I you think play North, got 11. you play yeah. St. Kilda. Yeah. But um, yeah, like St. Kilda, granted it's their 150th anniversary. So when yep. we play them this week, it's at the MCG. Yeah. So if I was them, I would have been like, no, 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 we want to play it at home i reckon both your clubs would have liked to play it at marvel the yeah. afl won't let that happen no no but if you can't make money off a sold out marvel stadium yeah then we, we know that they do yeah we know they do yeah, yeah and they're touting the biggest combined attendance across the first two rounds of the afl season ever they're touting it and so many of the results this weekend were 30 to forty thousand people yeah so we know that like anything that resembles 50 55 people at a stadium is a huge win for the afl yeah huge yeah but uh, yeah, that's my digression. A little bit of a grip. That's all right. That's all right. Let's let's take a moment. Did you put your hand up? To a, I did. Yes, Jack. What to is a, your question? To appreciate the power forward showdown that was last Thursday night. Eleven yeah. goals between twelve goals. If you add in Harry Mackay's one, there was twelve goals between Cameron Kerno and Mackay, and mm. eleven of them were just from Cameron and, Mac- and Kerno. They are both fucking superstars. Yeah, Bobby. they're superstars, man. Charlie Kerno. They're the two best. Yeah. In the comp. Yeah. Charlie Kerno pricks me up a little bit. Like, I get a little bit revved up watching him play football. Yeah, he's exciting. Yeah. And Jeremy Cameron, absolutely no different. I, I, I can sit here today. I, I think Jeremy Cameron's the best player in the comp. All right, we're going to take a twist here. Yeah, okay. Let's do our MVP voting because he's getting my five votes this week. Who is? Jeremy Cameron. Well, isn't that funny? Because Jeremy Cameron is Easy. getting my five votes. Oh, get fucked. I had a feeling we had the same. Right there, dude. That's hilarious. Jeremy Cameron. Look at my page. All right. Look at the page. Since you already started to... I, Bang. Because you started talking about him, I thought yeah. there's no way he's got the same player as me. That's genuine. Yeah, dude. Genuinely had no idea. Yep. So the thing I wanted to point out more than anything, I know you've probably got some stats written down. Yeah. In that last quarter... And a little paragraph. So thanks for the digression because I was about to read the paragraph before. Oh, we, we might got as well there. do it. Yeah. Let's do it. So five votes from both of those, but yep. my the thing that tipped me above everyone else this week was the Cats were desperate. Desperate. And in that last quarter, three goals won. Yeah. Now go and have a look where he accumulated his touches earlier in the game. <laughs> They're up the ground. Yeah. There's a couple in defense even. Yep. Um, you know, and it was one goal a quarter, one goal a quarter. And then when it was time to try and win the game, yep. he goes, plays deep, three goals won. Half of that is because, quite frankly, Tom Hawkins was made to look completely out of water yeah. by Jacob Wiedering. Yeah. Tom Hawkins was terrible. Yeah. And can I just say something? So we, we were all quick to write off Jack Rewalt. Like, oh, he shouldn't have gone on. He, he looks done. Jack Rewalt's looked better than Tom Hawkins this year. 
in so my far. Opinion. It's early in the season. Uh, yeah, it's two These weeks. old guys are going to fade. Two rounds. But yeah, Tom Hawkins is so underdone, dude. You want to tell? You want me to so tell you? So underdone. I think his toe or his foot or whatever is still must be an issue because yeah. he had four pressure acts. Yeah. In what was ninety seven percent game time? Yeah, four pressure acts. Yeah, yeah, for the entire game. Oh, he's he's not no. right, dude. He's not right. The and the difference was that, like as you said, like hey, and um, clumsy. He's doing his clumsy shit again. Like he smacked Weedering in the face. There was no need for it. Yeah, yeah. When you said that they had um, x amount of goals combined, and Mackay had one, and yeah. Hawkins had one. The difference was when the game was on the line. Yeah, and they like right at the death, and they threw Kerno behind the ball. Yeah. And then they had Mackay as the up the wing. Mackay took like four contested yeah. marks in the last 10 minutes yeah. alone. Thursday night was brilliantly coached by Michael Voss. It was really well coached. Yeah. I thought it was a mature, smart, clearly clearly a scenario that they have match simmed in the preseason. Yeah. And they executed it to perfection. Yeah. I have written a little spiel here and I'm going to read it. Spiel away. Yeah. All right. I'll, let's run some numbers. So Jeremy Cameron's a key forward, probably like six foot five. He had 25 disposals, mm. six goals, one. Yep. Six inside 50s, two tackles, eight marks, 592 metres gained. These are midfielders' numbers, like minus the six goals, but these are midfield numbers. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all the goals came. All these, those set shots, dude, I mean, mouth-watering. Mm. Like, only only two or three blokes can hit them in the whole comp. Um, all goals, all of his goals pretty much came from an AFL standard average of like a 30%, around the 30% mark of probability. Like, what? so from the point, from where he's kicked it, right? like only about 30% of the competition can kick those goals. Like from that spot in the ground. Right. And okay. the distance. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So he's he's banging home massive goals um, with like a 30% probability of, of hitting those goals. And the one behind came from a 70, a 70 or over percentage Possibility of kicking a Fuck, goal. This this quick, this is quick moths. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm struggling I'm, to follow along. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm. You know how? You, okay, so you know when players are lining up for goal and they have like, um, you know, previous records of like goals kicked like from that spot. Right, around. right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So the uh, I saw a clip. I think it was on first crack that they showed, or some other analyst said that all the goals he lined up from in the distance out. Um, there was only thirty percent chance of of kicking that goal. Does that make sense? Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on. I am rattling on here. All uh, okay. So, albeit the cats lost, Jeremy Cameron's completely banged up. By the way, like he was playing in a lot of pain. It looked like he'd done his groin at some point. Yeah. He got his ribs smashed in. Yeah, he was sore. But he didn't stop. He kicked two or three goals after he got his ribs smashed in. And I reckon three more minutes of that game, he would have he would have single handedly got four points for Geelong. Yep. Yeah. He was a man on the mission. Mm. Him and Guthrie can put their hand hands up high in that last quarter because Cam <laughs> Guthrie was nowhere to be seen for a while. Turned it on big time. He turned it on big time. Went to half back and yeah, intercept possessions. Blah, he was blah, missing. Blah. He was missing in the first half. Though. Oh, of course he was. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Carlton were playing the game completely on their terms. But yeah, Jeremy Cameron, I've got it written down here. He is the best player in the comp, pound for pound for me at the moment. Yeah, he was close to the best player in the comp last year for me. Because yeah. um, he can't, he, he didn't do it every week, but he started doing heaps more yeah. of those 20-plus touch games, pushing up around the wing, using his running power. Yeah. He's, you know what he is? He's Mark Blitzarves. Yep. If Blitzarves had been kicking set shots since he was five. Yeah. yeah. Which clearly he hasn't. No. 
but he's got the same build. He was jumping over uh, like a log into water. Yeah. Like, jump this fence. (laughs) Maybe you'll represent Australia. Maybe you'll tear your knee and ruin your life. But, yeah. That's the gamble. Imagine jumping over a fence as a sport. (laughs) I'm sure you've jumped over a few in your time. (laughs) Not with puddles on the other side. (laughs) No, because you've left the puddle that you've just made. (laughs) Right. Anyway, this is going real rogue. Um, I will. I will. Um, I will also ask you a question without notice, Bob. Yeah. Can Jeremy Cameron win a Brownlow Medal? Nah. Nah. The game doesn't appreciate it enough. He would have to do this every week. So this is this is. It's the, such a crying shame. Yeah, it's dude. a sad reality that someone like and I'm not. I'm just using him as an example because there'll be uh, people who put him as the best performance of the week. Nick Dacos is more likely than Jeremy Cameron this year yeah. to win a Brownlow. It's such a shame, dude. And that man. Yeah. With like the amount of contested possessions, yep. marks, marks inside forward fifty, the running effort, the all the way back in the defense, yep. the then the ability to stack on six. Yeah. This is clearly Toby, more Toby, of a value. Toby Green commodity. ain't winning a Brownlow. Oh, I mean the damage star. that guy can do. Superstar. Yeah. It's a crying shame. It's a crying shame. They should just have awards yeah. for you could have a Brownlow. Yeah. I think you can hang on. We were actually talking about this, uh, the footy on Saturday. Do you think that we should move to an MVP style thing? Because the some of the punishments, um, who recommended six weeks for Nathan Broad? David King. Ridiculous. Yeah, too. yeah. An absolute. F- <laughs> 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 it's so hard to respect that some of what that guy says. Is he the Waleed Ali of AFL media? <laughs> He's becoming that yeah. way. Proper activism <laughs> yeah. and just like spewing diarrhea. Yeah. He deserves to be on the project, David King. He he's the type of guy who they would do a live cross to yeah. for a footy update. Yeah, yeah. 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 But um, concussions are bad for you. Oh, thanks, David. My point is that like <laughs> we're getting more and more of a united chorus about extending punishments. Yeah. For stuff that is like a so the Nathan Broad tackle was done. We re- we really I thought we kind of got rid of that out yeah. of the game as yeah. well. There are some line ball slinging action stuff, yeah. but he. It was two arms pinned, yeah, and the Adelaide player wiggles an arm free, but it's too late, yeah, and, and it's, it's the wrong arm. It's over the it's over the sideline as well, which is generally a really hard. Part it was completely of the unnecessary, yeah, completely yeah. unnecessary. So. One thing I will say, uh, obviously, he knows he's done the wrong thing, and he and he knew he, he would have known during the game that he's about to miss some football. Yeah, um, I do appreciate that he went to the Adelaide bench, shook Matty Nick's hand, and apologized to the staff, like he apologized at the ground. I, I don't mind that, man. I mean. That's a guy. I mean, Tom Stewart did it last year. Um, you know, accountability is important. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, no. it's not going to save him weeks of football, but and nor nor should it. But six is way overkill. It's such overkill. And last year, no one no one agreed with him. Yeah. Jared that... Whateley wasn't buying that. Right. Yeah. Um, but are we looking? Dwayne at... Russell wasn't buying. Are that. we looking at three or two? Uh, three to f- they reckon three or four, four max by the sounds of it. Okay, so let me let me put it like this. That's, if he gets four for that, then Tom Stewart should have got six for last year. Yeah, he didn't yeah. He didn't punch the guy in the head. No. So if we're talking a month, if you're going to miss a month of football for sticking a tackle for too long. Yeah. And when I say too long, it's it's one quarter of a revolution too long. Yeah. Um, there's a few other mitigating factors. I'm making it probably sound not as bad as what it was. Yeah. If you're going to miss a month, up to a month for that, if you can win the best player of the year award, Despite those penalties, yeah. you fucking deserve it. Yeah. I think we scrap it all together. Yep. I think we scrap the fairest part of it. Yeah. Blokes are getting 
they're going to get suspended for a week for bullshit now yeah. as well. For bullshit. Yeah. For accidents. Well, to ha- think that that makes you Brownlow ineligible. Imagine yeah. clearly having the best player in the competition and then... It's well, like Nat, a- Nat Fife a few years ago. I think, yeah. he, I think he came yeah. second in the Brownlow count, yeah. but he got rubbed out for one week yeah. for like striking, but yeah. it wasn't even malicious. Yeah. Like it was just a bit clumsy. Yeah. It's just... Like, what a penalty. Yeah, and then it's sometimes we've had a history of them protecting those superstar players, because they, don't, which is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give them the week. Yeah. Um, or move to the the sin bin or whatever. What if you, um, what if we had that sin bin rule that we talked about last week, but you're only ineligible if you actually got suspended? Yeah. Whereas we reduced the penalty for a lot of stuff. So little strikes. Yeah. Um, oh, who was it that swung a punch? Someone swung a, swung a fist at Matt Guelphie. And he ended up getting a... Oh. In the game. I can't remember who it was. Sam Frost. Sam Frost threw a... Um, Sam Frost punched... Oh, he's, he punched some, a Sydney player in the ribs. Yeah, and It was right. just so uncalled for. Hmm. I mean, he's one of the dumbest footballers in the AFL, Sam Frost. Yeah. But he did it on the weekend as well. Gave away a free kick. Hmm. And it was just... Yeah. yeah and it Sin, would not have tickled. Sin bin 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. You're disadvantaged. That's it. Yeah. No penalty. Yeah. No thousand bucks. Yeah. None of that bullshit. Yeah. And you can still win an award. Yeah. Let's not rub people out of the ability to uh, achieve the ultimate because of one tiny little thing. Yeah. Yeah. And if you fucking go and if you go and Brent Staker someone in the face. Yeah. Well, you're gonna miss so much time. It's impossible. Yeah. 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 And, and look, protecting superstars. You know the first the first one that always comes to mind, dude. Mm-hmm. is 2005, Barry Hole Punched the shit out of Matt Maguire, dude, in the gut. Like, had him vomiting on the ground. And because he was Sydney's captain, and they were pretty much flag favourite, they found a way to weasel him out of it. How he didn't miss footy for that, still dumbfounded. I'm still dumbfounded by it. Yeah. It's nearly 20 years ago, dude. Yeah, Trent Cotchin, 2017 semi-final prelim. Oh, GWS. He just... He just straight up... Punched a dude. Punched a dude. Yeah. For not much reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Premiership captain, seven days had later. To, had to get rubbed out. Yeah. Had to. Yeah. Mm. Premiership captain, seven days that later. That was an injustice. Yeah. But look, I mean, I'm happy for them not to get rubbed yeah. out under a sin bin system. Yeah. I'm totally Hey, I've given Trent Cotchin a compliment tonight. Ah, and he's wearing Job's medal. I'll throw that in there as well. <laughs> Speaking of um, incompetence, <laughs> did you hear the AFL back in the, um, the after the siren controversy in the Frio North game? Um, see, they backed it in. Yeah, so... Yeah. What was what was ridiculous was they said that the siren goes before the ball goes out of yeah. bounds. It does not. No, no, no. It's already bounced out of bounds. <laughs> yeah. The AFL are so good at just being arrogant. Can you like, hear... That is arrogant, dude. Did they you... can't be wrong. Oh, uh, it's... Yeah. And Kane Corns made that point. He said, yeah. I just feel like they tick their own actions off by default. Yeah. And yeah, I tend yeah. to agree with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really do. Yeah. There was... Did you hear the audio? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've seen you it all. You hear someone say, yeah. pay it. Yeah. And it has to be from one of the umpires to another umpire. Yeah. And then the siren goes. I do not understand why that isn't paid. Yeah. Pay it. And just for the sense of theatre, fucking pay it. Yeah. And if we had extra time, imagine how good that game would have been. Yeah, man. Instead, yeah. it ends in a bit of a... <gasps> oh. But even North, like, only... Like because, it, and I'm not blaming North here by any stretch, but not their fault. Their their um their incredible celebration 
was put on pause for like eight seconds. Yeah. And then it sort of took the wind out of the whole thing. Mm. Didn't it? Like they were going nuts and then they weren't going nuts. And then Luke McDonald had to go and get confirmation. AFL, mate. At times they just embarrass themselves. Yeah. Yeah. AFL HQ. They're um, weak as piss, dude. I'll tell you how they embarrass themselves. So last, I am on an AFL media keto diet, but I had a cheat day the other week and I ended up watching 360. Yeah. And they had a bit of a rant about the Israeli flag controversy from yeah, last yeah, week. Yeah. And Robbo, typical, ignorant, slovenly buffoon. Yeah. Going, why would anyone complain about that? Like, God forbid the person sitting three rows in front of them was Palestinian, mate. Yeah. yeah Not sure yeah. if you know what's been happening over in those parts of the world, but... How ignorant was that? So ignorant. Yeah, man. man. Yeah. So I get it. You probably shouldn't have religious iconography at a sporting ground because yeah. it could create some... Now, it didn't. I don't expect that it would if it no. happened again. Well, there wasn't enough people there to but begin in, with. <laughs> but in general, like, let's just yeah. not do it just yeah. in case. And I'm yeah. that's kind of where I sit. But um, for some people, that that's a, that's a symbol of what is nothing short than structured genocide. Yeah. Like, architecturally organized. So whatever. That's my opinion on that stuff. But um, we should start bringing random flags into the football. See yeah. how much we can get away with it. Yeah. That yeah. would be funny. Yeah. But I just had this sense that the AFL... Well, you ain't taking a swastika in there, are you, brother? <laughs> no, well, you're not. Not religious. No, it's not. No, it's not religious. <laughs> so... Religious to Nazis. You I don't think you get away yeah, with it. All right. But if we took like a Hells Angels flag in there. Yeah. And they were like, absolutely not. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Really? I bet they wouldn't even let you wear a Sons of Anarchy patch. There'd be a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, to be honest, man, if I walked in like with a... A fictional television show. What if you what if you <laughs> strolled in with a Talib, Taliban flag? Yeah. Like, no, no, no. This is religious iconography. Like, can I not... And they were like, who are you here supporting? <laughs> you got to name a player? <laughs> yeah, imagine that. Imagine that. Yeah, pick, pick someone from the opposition. Yeah. yeah. I'll, I'll be doing it this week. It'll be Jack Sinclair. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Wahhabi Muslim. Did you yeah. guys not know that? <laughs> The AFL, though, trotting out. Hundred <laughs> percent Wahhabi. Go yeah. by Jack Sinclair's haircut. He's got like a stock Nissan Patrol. That guy. He, he he fucks around. He with just goats. hasn't put mods mods on it yet. You know. The um oh, oh he'll be ver- him and Draper can exchange modifications. Oh to yeah, their yeah, that's a that's a Forbes on that's the weekend mullet meetup twenty twenty three. Yeah. The AFL, though, that Israeli flag stuff came out on the Monday and said, definitely shouldn't have been allowed in. Yeah. Should have got confiscated or whatever. It got to like... Wasn't that know. on Wednesday's 360? It was on Wednesday. Yeah. And they're like, <laughs> in actual fact, and yeah. I was like, is this... I would love to sit in AFL HQ. Yeah. I reckon it's like The Office. Yeah. Like, Gil is Michael Scott. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> walks out with the Yamakron. Yeah. Shabbat Shalom, motherfuckers. <laughs> Fly the flag. You know I'm down with the flag. Fly yeah. the flag, guys. Yeah. And it's like, Gil, it's not part of the rules. Ah, who cares? Just let it go. That's that's how they seem, man. Yeah. They yeah. are so disorganized as an organization. But as a Collingwood supporter, you're allowed to take your USA flag in. No dramas. And you can chant USA that's when not, Mason Cox gets religious. Gone. No, it's not religious. Oh, uh, true. Okay. I guess the Israeli flag is a national flag. It's a national. Well. I'm talking national flags. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's fair. Yeah. Dude, USA are responsible for some really dark shit, dude. 
Yeah, they they <laughs> nuked people. Yeah, man. Innocent yeah. civilians. Yeah. So anyway, before okay, we... okay. If we're talking national flags, Bob, is my Russian flag getting confiscated? On so the that's the thought I had, and I was like, how do I stitch that into a joke? And I sort of fell flat trying to do it, but yeah, that would be an interesting question if you just walked in there. Yeah. In um, one of those, like a Khabib Nurmagomedov Dagestani, like that's a dead animal on your head. Your pronunciations a, turn me on. With well a, <laughs> with a Russian flag, yeah, yeah, and like bare chested, like yeah. if there was a Capitol building, I'd be storming it. Yeah. But instead, I'm here watching my Bulldogs play football because it's red, white, and blue flag. Yeah, I've bought it from the Bulldog shop. Yeah, I bought it from the Bulldog shop. Yeah. <laughs> Das Vidanya. <laughs> <laughs> How long would you last? Marius Vontempelli <laughs> is fantastic footballer. Vontempeliovich. Pont- uh. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Keith. <laughs> Alexi. Alexi. Alexi yeah. Keithovich. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude. I don't yeah, think I, I think, don't I, think I don't think a Russian flag's getting into Marvel Stadium. No, so that's that's the thing. A Ukrainian one is. Yeah. Yeah. For who? Huh? <laughs> for what team? Oh, for um Geelong. Geelong. Sam DeConing. He's from Sweden. Yeah, well, they're all white. <laughs> <laughs> the flags are actually the same colour. They're the I'm same not colour. Sure if you knew yeah. that. If of you're... course I know that. Dude, you'd actually you know I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. But my geography, uh, I mean, throw a country, I'll name the cat- capital city. Switzerland. Burn. <laughs> That's pretty good, yeah, actually. thank you. Well done. You're expecting Zurich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. I've been to Burn, so there you go. Well, that was, yeah. Thanks for saying Switzerland. That's where I fell flat. If you'd said Digibooty, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> it's pronounced Djibouti. <laughs> Digibooty? Digibooty. That's like something you ask a child while they're toilet training. Well, <laughs> Digibooty? Did you smack a booty? Ah, uh, it's hilarious. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> we digress massively. How about we um, take a little break? Because we've got a. I cu- think we're due. Yeah, we're due for a little break. <laughs> we're losing the plot. We've got a couple other bits to talk about. I need another drink. Yep. Um, we've still got to do our tips. Yep. Um, we've got some browning around that we got about around. last week and some yeah. high quality browning yeah. around. And for anyone that isn't familiar with browning around, please explain the origins of the name of browning around and the concept. Um, it's, it's a riff on the fact that Tom Brown is a clown who's clowning around. So we've got browning around. Like I'm yeah. going to, I'll turn it into a Dr. Seuss book. Yeah. Okay. It'll be available to buy through the merch shop for you and all your children. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Tom Brown is a clown. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Brown clowns around. Yeah, Brown's around. My un- my unborn child has more morals than him, but I am not in a <laughs> but I am not in a financial position or a, a place of power to just hand him a job like he has been. So uh, sorry, future son. Yeah, he's a nepo baby. Yeah, nepo baby for sure. All right, quick break, and then we'll be back with with more. No worries. Hey there, fat side family. Jacko and I want to thank you for supporting the program and listening every week. We'd love if you could jump on our socials, give us a like, and of course, make sure that if you're listening through Spotify, that you hit that bell button so you get the pod as soon as it drops, fresh, every single week. We will be here every round of 2023. Thanks again. Let's get stuck back into it. All right, Bob. And we're back. We are back. Woo! Pop another. Now we're on. Let's go. Um... (laughs) Now we, LFG. We neglected to mention a lot about the Sydney Hawthorne game, but yep. I'll use uh, 
an opportunity to mention one of my breakout players that I was tracking. Yes. At the yep. start of the year. If any of you haven't listened to our preseason preview, we discussed some breakout players and it's pretty interesting. We're talking guys that have the potential to get into the top 20. Yeah. Midfield forward defense. And um, Nick Blakey was my pick. Mm. Now, I know it was a, it was a lay down Mazaire, really. Yeah. That Hawthorne team. Yeah. Um, I mean, after round one, there was there was allegations that they might be tanking. Tanking, yeah. <laughs> to think that yeah. that's they are just that bad. They're just really bad, dude. I yeah. watched I watched most of that game, and it was an eyesore. Like it was horrible to watch, man. Mm. So horrible to watch. James, they do not deserve James Sicily. Oh God, he's good. He's so good, dude. Yeah, I, I had him in my super coach. Like, surely he hates playing there, and he's just signed a six year deal. Is the captain. He doesn't hate playing there, but God, it must be tough. Mm. Like, he, he would look at Darcy Moore and go, why can't I be in a team like that? And he would he would be Darcy Moore. I feel like he's not given the same consideration. No. Because he's in this team. Is he just as good or is he arguably better than Darcy Moore? I, I personally would rather have... Darcy Moore's oh, freaking good, tough. though. They're both really good. Some of Darcy Moore's intercept work is yeah. so enormous, man. Yeah. But um, Sicily has a bit more of the backline general vibe yep. that yep. I'm after, mm. but his ability to use the football is yep. better yeah. than yep. Darcy Moore. That's yep. that's for sure. But Darcy Moore's intercept work is yeah. brilliant. <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. But yeah, poor poor Sis. He's in his prime too. Yeah. It's going to yeah. get wasted. Yeah. And we we saw this with some teams that bottomed out and they bottomed out for a long time. Yeah. Um, and he'll bank some B and Fs. Like good on him. Yeah. 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 yeah definitely. He's yeah, he's their best player. Yeah, um, probably was for the last last year as well. Mm-hmm. Their best player. So, um, but yes, Nick Blakey as my breakout defender. Yeah, into the top twenty. He had an he had an excellent game. Uh, twenty four touches at like eighty eight percent. The kid is great to yeah. watch. He's really really special. Yeah, um, but f- this. Yeah, Sydney doing exactly what we thought they would do. And they're humming at the start of the year. Yeah. They probably paid a lot of attention to that statistic that we talked about earlier. Yeah. In the season and then everyone banded about, which was the record after you get destroyed in a grand final. Yeah. It's not good. Yep. But they've had it easy these first two weeks. Like Gold Coast clearly don't look like the team people thought they would. Really upsetting, actually. It is a bit. They're, They're not challenging for finals and they're barely missing anyone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is almost the best team that they're rolling out week in, week out. And they had their chances to take that game away from us. Yeah. They did nothing versus Sydney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now Hawthorne. So, a soft start to the year They've for got Sydney. Geelong this week. Poor Gold Coast. They'll get touched up. You th- a big Geelong response yeah. Yeah. coming. Yeah. They're not going to let this get to zero and three. Yeah. That jeopardizes their entire season as well. So... Well, if they're anything like my cat at mm. home. Yeah. Gold Coast <laughs> don't stand a chance, brother. Yeah. Yeah. Um, For those Hawthorne fans out there. Yeah. If you or any of your loved ones are affected (coughs) by the dynasty hangover. Yeah. Seek consolation in the fact that you bring enormous joy and pleasure to the rest of the football community through your pain and suffering. Yeah. Yeah. It's marvelous to watch this. It's incredible. (laughs) And can I just, I'll, I'll also say. Um, you know when teams are at the bottom and you see their coach like last year, like you'd see David Noble and you're like, oh, you poor bugger. Yeah. You seem like a great fella. Yeah. Every time Sam Mitchell is on our television, Ali goes, 
massive middle finger. Like, (laughs) fuck you. I tell you what about Sam Mitchell. (laughs) I hope that the the dire situation that this rebuild is in, yeah. I hope it doesn't affect his ability to get a clean shot at coaching. Because that's a question of how long's he got? Well, I don't know. That, yeah. It ends up coming coming down to the board decision. Yes. But we have seen this with Vossi, with Lepper, yep. with a lot of coaches who now have got some currency. Yes. But because they entered the coaching system as the head coach too quickly, yeah. it was disastrous. Ooh. Now, granted, the Vossi and Leper one was all Brisbane. You've just given me an idea. Mm-hmm. Leper to the dogs. That'd be nice. Leper would be great. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. carry on. But yeah, I've, I've got grave concerns. Because yeah. this looks this looks bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to take ages, man. I know it's round two, but they've still got to get players. Yeah, yeah. Which can't happen until next draft end of the year trade period they can't even get the assets required to compete for 12 more months yeah and then they've got x amount they've got five months after they get them to try and tune them up and i don't think they're dishing up anything better next year because why would you go to hawthorne they're going to finish with four wins or something this year yeah well it'll be less than less than last year last year was eight yes that was one of my great preseason bets they're over and under was seven and a half wins yeah and I was like, thank you, sports bet. Yeah. That's a free dollar ninety two. Yeah. Yeah. Free money. Yeah. So I mean if they if they do me, then they do me, but I can you see them winning eight games from Not here? a chance, dude. I, I don't I can't see them winning four at this point. Yeah. Yeah. It's this could rough. be another two win season for this uh, it could be a two win season for this club this year. I th- I have an inkling that it'll be more than two. They're a proud club. Well they haven't played us yet, so <laughs> <laughs> Send in the clouds. <laughs> <laughs> now they're, they're a proud club, and I, they're one of those um, clubs that even when they're on their knees, sometimes they find some inspiration to dig in. Like, yeah. who knows what Easter Monday will throw up? I know that sounds ridiculous. No, no, no. It, it, no, it, it, but it doesn't in a way, though. Yeah, seriously. Because we didn't expect them to win last year, and you came over and we watched them dismantle Geelong for yeah. three quarters. And it's in Sam Mitchell's blood. Yeah. So, I, I you know, he'll have them ready. It'll be a date marked on his calendar. Yeah. So th- there are some rays of light, but... And you know, you know that whole week will be built on him telling old war stories against the cats. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Like, we don't like these guys. Yeah. Just get that into your head. Yeah. And he, he, he'll, show, he'll show footage from the 80s. You know, the 90s probably, they were both pretty mediocre through the 90s. I mean, Geelong weren't in 95. Well, they just kept... Well, 92. They kept 92. losing flags. Yeah. Their problem. Yeah. They were a good team, though. Yeah. But yeah, Hawthorne were no... As soon as I said no they were mediocre in the 90s, I'm like, hang on. I'm pretty sure Geelong <laughs> lost a grand final against Carlton and they were like a dollar ten to win that. Yeah, they yeah. certainly were. They certainly were. Yeah. I remember my mum walking out. We were... I can't remember what party we were at or something. Yeah. I was a tiny kid yeah. and we walked out, and she was it was the first time I remember seeing her genuinely angry at something that wasn't me yeah and I was like oh. so she she would have felt exactly the same way Sydney felt when we beat them in the grand final pretty much like the dogs we had no business being there but we won it or Adelaide losing to Richmond yeah like that that yeah. set up yeah that's yeah. how it felt yeah but anyway yeah um your breakout boy in the forward line Isaac, Isaac Rankin. Rankin yep on track really nice start to the season mm. yeah and um, oh, that set his, his up first though. showdown this weekend, he could really rip this game apart. That bounce setup that he's got going with like the tampon the, the, string hanging yeah, out the back yeah. of his fucking head, yeah, yeah, that is pathetic, dude. Yeah, man, yeah, 
Yeah. The tampon string. Yeah. Oh, it looks horrendous. I bet it's so sexy in Adelaide. <laughs> he pulls in Adelaide. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you call that? That's the fishing line, mate. Yeah. yeah. Hooks them all. Yeah. <laughs> you can pull it while you peg me. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Isaac Spanking. <laughs> Isaac Cucking. Oh. That's, uh, no, all right. Enough, all right, enough, all right, enough. all right. Let's leave him alone. Um, all right, <laughs> browning around, mate. Oh, I'll, I'll delete my DM. I've just sent him. <laughs> he wants to come on the show next week. Uh, browning around. So I sent you a little screenshot of uh, this quote yeah. from, and I mean, what a befitting start to browning around, really. Nathan Brown, <laughs> quote, I don't think there's a better kick or better decision maker in the AFL right now yep. than Josh Dacos. Pick that apart for me, mate. So he said that off the back of Josh Dacos's game against Port Adelaide on the weekend. Yeah. So he's talking about ball use. He's talking about you know skill level, high level, elite level kicking, and just getting in the right positions. And so when he said that, I'm like, okay, all right, let's go and have a look at his game. So he had 26 disposals, two goals, at 46 percent efficiency, dude. Yeah. Yeah. If there was any week that he should not have made that call, it's this week, man. Because <laughs> I don't think Josh Dacos will have another game like that at that efficiency. Um, no, no, he probably won't. So, so you're right. He's the gone timing early. of that call is absolutely ridiculous. And I loved your response on the messenger. It's like just do some research, dickhead. Pretty lazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like that's we're on air at ten. I rolled in at nine fifteen. I've got my coffee. Oh, how did one of the Dacos boys go yesterday? Oh, we better talk about them. Well, he had seven clangers. Yeah. According to the AFL app, seven. Yeah. So it's hard to... Only two less than me on Saturday. <laughs> you are generous for two. I had 19 clangers. And, uh, it's hard to marry up the statement to the raw data. Yeah. Now, I appreciate that Josh Dacos is building as a high-level decision maker. Yeah. And we've just spoken glowingly about him. He's yeah. a great young kid. But if I said to you... Your team now gets to pick yeah. from one of, let's say, two two of the best wingers in the comp. And I'll yeah. just give you two names. You tell me which which player you're taking mm. for the rest of this year. Ed Langdon. Ed Langdon. Or yeah. <laughs> I was going to say it before you said it. Yeah. Hell, I'd even take Jordan Dawson and play him on a I was going to say. You know what I mean? We'll go three. Yeah. Ed Langdon, Isaac Smith, or Josh Dacos. So he's my third seed. This is what I mean. It's yeah. really t- if you're a Collingwood supporter, you're gonna you be oh bullshit. No, blah, Isaac blah, Smith's blah, blah. like forty. Shut up. He, Isaac Smith <laughs> is elite. He's so good, dude. He yeah. is the central component to Geelong's ability to move the football at pace. Yeah. Even at his age, he gets goal assists. He gets massive meters gained, and he is a high caliber decision maker. Yeah, has been for well over a decade now. Yeah. So he's a really important piece, and I and. I, he kicks goals. Yeah. I love that Josh Dacos is building as a player. I said at the start of the pod, I really, really like him. I yeah. love him. Yeah. I love him watching him, in yeah. fact. Um, and he tore, tore us apart last yeah. year with that goal. And I do do really respect... And he's not an he's arrogant doing. little flog either. Like, they're both really good kids. Yeah, they seem like good fellas. Yeah. Yeah, my, my issue is that um, there's just a Collingwood hype train Yeah, that's going to lead to more browning around stuff. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. Plus that Port Adelaide team rolled over. Yeah, and the the week before you could have made a, a bit of a better case. Yeah, but yeah, not this week. There you go. 
Any other browning arounds? Um, oh, we sort of touched on it. Like my browning arounds, just David King in general. Just every footstep he takes. No, nah, it's just the, the six week stuff. That's just well overboard. Well overboard. But he did go on and mention that Nick Dacos is possibly a top three player in the game. And I, I'm just not subscribing to that yet. Yeah, it's I've got hard. no doubt he'll get there. No doubt. You, th- you think no doubt top three in the game? At some stage in his career. Oh, man, that's real tough, dude. You don't reckon? So, if I'm being brutally honest, yeah. Bont got there once so yeah. far. Look how good he's been for how long. Yeah. One season, I reckon he was top three in the game. Yeah. And it was when Cripps was doing nothing. Yeah. And now he's not top three. Yeah. Can you see Bont being a top three player in the game this year? At the moment, no. No. So, yeah. Fuck no. It makes it real <laughs> yeah. hard, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even yeah. in 2021, when you guys were awesome. Yeah. I'll be honest, like, it was Oliver and Petrarca mm. as maybe the one and two. Yeah. And then Lockie Neal. Yeah. Like, it's really hard to be top three. Yeah. It's hard to be top 10. Yeah. If Nick Dacos becomes a top 10 player in the league, genuinely. Yeah. And you need a body of work behind you to, yeah. to prove yeah. that status. Yeah. I will be impressed. Yeah. I'm not saying I'll be surprised, but yeah. I'll be impressed. Yeah. Hmm. So it's uh, that's a well too early crow. Yeah. Um, bit of housekeeping from Saturday night. Carry on. Did I bump my head on anything? Because my fucking head is killing me. Yeah, dude. You don't remember this? No. You absolutely head Oh, the, oh, the pedestrian yeah, button. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I've got... <laughs> Out of nowhere. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you know, you can see it. me rubbing my head. It is... Really sore. Yeah, and right after, you fully headbutted it like you were trying to finish a cross from the corner. Yeah. Out of nowhere. No one asked you to do it. <laughs> you were just like, clunk. And then you go, fuck, my head's really sore. Yeah. Yeah, dude, you just headbutted a metal pole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, we've cleaned that up. As soon as you said you don't remember, I'm like, oh, now I do. Yeah. It all comes flooding back. Yeah, the CTE, mate. You got yeah. that too, apparently. Yeah. Oh, dear. All right. How about we... um. Let's do tips for this week. Yeah. And, oh. mate, just raffle it because... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we were both disgraced. I, I may as well just week. stand here. I, I may as well just sit here and say that North will win the flag at this point. <laughs> Fuck me. I got three, dude. Yeah, we were the same. Yeah. We got the same tips as well. Yeah. I think. Fucking Did mental. we? Yeah, I followed you with the Adelaide one, which was wrong. But it's so funny. I've just submitted my tips and, like... I, I tip with confidence and I'm thinking, how, how how do I not get nine this week, man? Like, they all just feel right. We've seen two weeks. We've seen two weeks of form. Mm. Yeah. Well, the yeah. people that tip St. Kilda were brave. But now, how much does it change us in a week of footy? It's so hard to tip the Bulldogs. Yeah. So, Steph time. listens to this podcast religiously. Oh, Steph. Good on you, Steph. You are a tin ass and I respect it. The fact that you tip St. Kilda on the weekend... It's it, yeah, it's commendable. It's well brave. Done. It's inspiring. Yeah, uh, that's an it's an amazing tip. Yeah, oh, oh, you fucking half a chance to win it at this point. The way we're going, so well done, Steph. <laughs> anyway, all right. Why don't you kick us off, mate? Who's your first tip of the week? Yeah, round? well, I'm tipping. I'm I'm not tipping the dogs this week, brother. It's just not happening. I'll, I'll take Brisbane. I'll take Brisbane to um, yeah, come down here and get the job done. They they found their they found their mojo against Melbourne last week. Um, and if there wasn't a blackout, they would have sustained that forty odd point lead. I would have thought the way they were uh, the way they were going. So yeah, I think they'll come down to Marvel and and take care of us pretty comfortably at this rate. Yourself? Well, it might be a little bit of a different contest than 
Definitely than the St Kilda game. Yeah. Brisbane... Um, I do expect a response from my mob for what it's worth. Yeah, Brisbane can be opened up a little bit more, clearly, than St Kilda can at the moment. Yeah. And I think their game style, their midfield matchups are, are better looking for yep. you. Which maybe not than St Kilda, but you kind of get where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't tip you. No, no, no. Not after the two weeks I've just seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your percentage is at 50. Yeah. It's quite pathetic. So we're 17th on the ladder. Yeah, you kicked 40 something points, and I guess I get that it was against Ross Lyon, but the week before wasn't great either. No, you can't kick scores. This experimental forward line setup might have to end, and the back line didn't look that healthy either. So yeah, um, if they play anything like they did, <laughs> yeah, I mean they had like 14 goals between their forwards. Yeah, yeah. Oh, if they play anything like they did last week, we're we're, we're staring down the barrel of maybe a 60 point victory. We really are. Yeah, that's not unreasonable. Yeah, 10 goals, man. So, Which is, yeah. that's very, very scary. Very scary. What anyway. an absolute blockbuster this Friday night game is, dude. Collingwood versus Richmond at the MCG. This is exciting. Oh, super exciting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can say with confidence that I'm, I am I can't not tip Collingwood. No, so I'm, I'm going to have to tip Collingwood yeah. as well. But mm. that's notwithstanding the fact that Richmond could very well rock up and win this game of football. Very much so. Yeah, this is... Well, I mean, these are the two best MCG teams, yeah. in my opinion. Carlton, yeah. are, Carlton are sort of building that way, but they still have some Marvel games. But yeah. in terms of home base, <clears throat> those teams that have that 16-game-a-year advantage that we were talking about, yep. these are the two. Yeah. So... Yeah. And Brendan Gale, I'll tell you right now, mate, if anyone sees you in anywhere near the Ponsford stand, they'll be letting you know about it, brother. They'll be letting you know about it. Because mm-hmm. that's Collingwood's territory. He was one that complained about the ticketing and the, the, the deal they made about the Ponsford stand. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why we can't rewrite that. Yeah. We should. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Collingwood. I think Collingwood win this by about, oh, I'd say about 16 points, I reckon, I'm going to take. I think it'll be a close close game. I'm going to take Collingwood yep. by 42 points. Nice. I don't love the Richmond defence, man. Yeah. Adelaide's forwards open them up too. Yeah. It's just that Richmond were better set up in front of the ball once they won possession. I kind of, I, I can kind of dig what you're saying. Have here. a look yeah. at the how Adelaide kicked their goals. All of their forwards hit the scoreboard. Well, you're getting a price of four dollars forty Collingwood, forty plus. Okay, if I was punting on it, I'd really look at that twenty in the winning margin, the twenty five plus. I'm just getting that up right now. That's what I'd target. Two dollars sixty five. It's a great, great price. Value. Great price. Yeah. Um, even a market that's like Collingwood, the wire to wire, Collingwood to lead at every break. I, I think they'll get them in yeah. and get them good. I'm not sold on Richmond. Wasn't sold on them preseason. Yeah. Despite the win on the weekend, it didn't really convince me of anything above. Like, they're not going to be top four for me. No, no. no. Um, and yeah, to think that they needed... Trent Conscious not capable of doing this every week anymore. No. Dusty was a little quiet as well. Yeah. A little hamstring niggle. They mm. say that he's going to be fine, but... Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, we... Yeah. Do, you, do, you roll the dice, do you roll the dice against Collingwood, though, with Dusty? Well, you you think, have to, don't you? I think they need to for the... It sounds weird to say in the r- round three, but I think they need to for the sake of their season as well. Yeah. A draw, and the theatre of the occasion as yeah, well. Yeah. If it's a draw, a win, and a loss, that might look like break-even to the fans, but I can tell you right now, those needed to be two and one yeah. if they're going to contend. Yeah. So it's going to be a bit of a struggle um, yes. if they can't get it done. 
All right, we uh, we digress. Um, well, it's the Alistair Clarkson Cup. It's Hawthorne versus North Melbourne down in Tasmania. Do you think that changes anything, the fact it's in Tassie? No. Smaller ground may be easier for Hawthorne to defend? Maybe, but I'm going to be really bold here, and I think North Melbourne... I think North Melbourne win this 30-plus. Hawthorne are terrible, dude. They are terrible. Yeah. I think um, I think, I think, think North Melbourne absolutely dominate the middle. Like Luke Davis-Uniac could go down there and get 35 and three goals. Honestly, the way he's playing. Yeah, well, um, against us, Warple showed a bit. Yeah. Um, but really, really tough. But Newcomb struggled against you guys. Newcomb did, and then he was slightly better against Sydney, and yeah. Warple wasn't great, although he did kick a goal. Yeah, um, Dylan Moore actually stepped up against Sydney, which was good, because oh, I expect looked, him yeah. to be a good player. He is a good player. But still, the experimenting with uh, Will Day, Lockie Bramble, these yeah. guys are not of the calibre required no. to take on good midfields. No. And they might have better stats than what they've ever had before, but yeah. it's not going to yeah. generate into wins. I'm convinced yeah. of that. I'm going to tip north by 34 points. Well, I have to. I mean, you have yeah. to tip north at the moment. Yeah. It's impossible to say Hawthorne will win this game. Yeah. So, yeah. But Clarkson v. Mitchell for the first time. This will be great. Do you think... The Master and the Apprentice go head-to-head? Yeah. Jeez. Oh, it's just not going to change anything, but no. it is an interesting storyline. Yeah. Yeah. All right, next game. All right. It's the um, Stephen Silvani Cup. <laughs> it's the... Um... The Will Setterfield Cup. It's, it's the Greater Western Sydney Giants versus the um, Greater Western Sydney Old Boys, Carlton. Yeah. <laughs> Old Boys. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah, Carlton take care of the Giants. Uh, I was really disappointed with the Giants on the weekend. I thought they were insipid in periods. Insipid. Yeah. I think they... Um, yeah. I think Carlton, Carlton gain a lot from their win over the Premier. Over the Premiers. Agreed. So. I think they uh, go up to Giant Stadium and, and take care of GWS, the mm. Twilight game. So I'm going to tip Carlton by about 28 points. Okay. Yeah. Well, they got them. GWS beat them there last year. Yeah. Um, and it was off the back of a pretty magical game by Tim Taranto. Yep. And it was when Harry Himmelberg was floating around getting like 25 touches. Yes. We're not in that space anymore. No. They're a yeah. different looking team and I'm not sure it's for the better. Yeah. Granted, Taranto and Hopper are losses. Yeah. But some of these adjustments, if Himmelberg's year is defined by a glorious mark and averaging 1.2 goals, yeah. this is an epic failure. Mm. When he could have had 25 touches, intercept marks and looked a bit more like Jeremy McGovern for a year. Oh, dude, he could look like Darcy Moore if he wanted to. I, Yeah. Like, just a really competent, tall, intercept, athletic Jeremy backman. McGovern's probably more... Yeah, yeah. probably more relevant. <laughs> anyway, old mud, mud Guts McGovern. You elevated him pretty quick. I actually... Um, I really like Carlton. I think they responded in the fashion I expected. I expect them to be a good team. They were, yeah. my, they were my premiership smoky. They were mine. And I was worried after round one. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I wasn't completely off the mark after I saw their best football. Yeah. So it's going to be a long day at the office for those yeah. Giants defenders. And just wait till they get their troops back, man. Like oh, Sam Walsh and... Oh. No Hewitt on the weekend no Hewitt. No. Yeah, they had a bit going on. They yep. decided to go with um, Pitnet as well. Yeah, I don't like it. Nah, I didn't nah. love it. I nah. didn't love it. I didn't... I'd take Nankervis over Pitnet, mate. Well... Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much I just don't rate him. Matt Flynn's actually been playing pretty well as a Ruckman for yeah. the Giants, so... 
maybe they do have to roll with both. I do like Tom DeConing though. I really like him. Oh yeah, yeah. Hard not to like. Did you see him give his brother a oh, little Oh, I, I, I like that. Yeah, it I was like beautiful. That. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say Carlton, but I'm gonna say it's close. Yeah. Close. close. Like yeah. two goals or something. Okay. Yeah. Nice. They'll have to earn it then. All right. All right. And it's the uh, 150. Year celebration for the St Kilda Football Club. Yep, they're celebrating yep. 149 unsuccessful seasons. <laughs> Get a dog up your buddy. He hated hearing that too yeah. on the weekend. Yeah. Imagine being a team that has existed for 150 years and you've saluted once. Well, can I play a bit of audio to the microphone? <laughs> if you, if yeah. you so choose. Okay. It, uh, no, I think the um, I think the uh, fat side family would get a nice laugh out of it. It's uh, just Paddy and I in an Uber on the way into the big clash. Do you reckon you'll be busy tonight? <laughs> yeah, I'll be busy tonight. Yeah, Saturday night, everyone's out and about. Yeah, yeah, Getting yeah. amongst it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, the fans will be everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Massive enjoy, game. Enjoying the win. Two powerhouse clubs of Victorian football. Okay. Yeah. Three flags between them in <laughs> four, 500 years. <laughs> so that's where we stand, Bob. Three, Three. flags between our two clubs in... In eternity. In like, so, yeah, 300 years. Yeah. And they've got one, so. It's pretty pathetic, isn't it? It's about <laughs> anyway, as bad I as I thought I'd share it. It was funny. So we were actually, <laughs> this is a massive digression. and We'll get back to the tips. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a Richmond supporter, block your ears. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry, Collingwood. Collingwood. If you're a Collingwood supporter, block your ears. Yeah. Are they the worst team in the last 30 years? Yes. We had this discussion. Let's deep dive into it. Okay. So go back 30 years. So yep. 1993, right? Yes, they won a flag in 1990. 1990, yeah. It took them 20 years yep. to win another. Yep. And then they lost. It took them a grand final replay to do that. And I'm not sure they were the best team on the day either. In uh, the replay they were. In the replay they smashed them. Yeah. Um, extra time in that grand final. There's no way St. Kilda lose that game. I there is no way. Completely agree. Collingwood supporters know it too. Yep. I've heard it from their mouth a million times. And I'm pretty sure St. Kilda were the best team that year. They were. So they're on a knife's edge of having not won a grand final for 33 years. Now they've had their chances. Yeah. But in terms of success. Yeah. The Mick Malthouse experiment took a decade. Yeah. The Nathan Buckley experiment took a decade with no success. Yeah. They destroyed their salary cap in the process. It's just, so when you look back, this yeah. is what, it needs to be comparative. Yeah. Yeah. Adelaide, the last 30 years. Yeah. Two premierships. <laughs> um, Brisbane. Three premierships. <laughs> Carlton? One premiership. One premiership. Maybe. Okay. So it's a. In fact, maybe Carlton are the worst, but they're right up there. They are. As you go through, yeah. each team by team, except for Frio, Gold Coast, GWS. Yeah. So the Western Bulldogs, Port Adelaide have one each. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hawthorne have four. Yep. Richmond, Geelong, Geelong have four. Richmond have Geelong three. Geelong sorted. Tick that off. Yep. yep. Melbourne, tick that off. Yep. Sydney have two. Tick that off, yep. West Coast have two. Yep. Yeah, so... <laughs> there you are, go. Okay, not the worst. Yep. They are, uh, of the last 30 years in terms of success, they're a bottom four team. Yep. We'll say bottom six because you've got to include the expansion teams. But there's such a massive club that you actually forget that. Well, you forget it because the supporters forget it. Yeah. 
and they fucking run. Oh, I don't know if they forget it. They I think they're very good mouth. at acting like they have. Yeah. Yeah. Some false false um, confidence to cover it up is what's going on there. How many... Anyway, how did we get on that? I don't that know. Sounds, it sounds like know. a drive-by for no reason. Yeah. And it kind of is. Yeah. But whatever. But they'd know a few things about drive-bys. <laughs> anyway. Someone from Collingwood invented drive-bys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and if you got a T model Ford, yeah. hug yes. his scarf out the window, yeah. and a Tommy gun and blast some Carlton supporter or something. Yeah, uh, and a Collingwood supporter might listen to this and go, "What are they on about drive-bys?" You remember? Look it up. Yeah, and then you. Um, I did Ed- mention it to a Collingwood supporter on the weekend, didn't I? And Eddie that was very ballsy. And Eddie Maguire covered it up and pretended like it was all just boys being boys. Absolutely yeah. pathetic. Yeah. So St Kilda, 150 years, one flag. Yeah. Not great. Not a lot to celebrate. Yeah. Pretty piss poor. Yeah. No, um, I'm still laughing from the 10 minute smashing of Collingwood digression. Yeah. Smashed them, <laughs> yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Unnecessary. Are um, you, are, have you got an erection as well? Because <laughs> I'm pitching a tent over here. <laughs> I tucked around my, around my shoulder so you can't see. <laughs> <laughs> now, the uh, Ross Lyon. The love affair with Ross the boss. Yeah. It's obviously going to... It's already skewed the betting market. Yeah. Um, yeah. The price has already dropped, by the way. Yeah. I'm not sure if that was anyone that I sent the uh, info to today, but the yeah. price has already shifted. Yeah. We were uh, nearly $2.30 and it's already dropped 11 cents. So, yeah, really, really dumb framing of the market Yeah. Um, by the bookmakers. But I'll Saint- have to ask Paddy how much he's put on your market. <laughs> St. Kilda starting favourites. I can kind of get it. We are working with a makeshift forward line. Yeah. But it has worked two weeks in a row now. Oh, Kyle, Kerno, Langford. Hey. <laughs> well, he's always been... He's had... Um, I actually went back and had a look at this. There was a stretch in... I think it was 20, 2020. He had a stretch of 20 touches and at least one goal in six games in a row. Do you know who he has little little sprinkles of? Luke McFarlane. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I'll take that. Just someone you could rely on hmm. every week to do a task. He's always been a good good shot at goal. And he's that weird height. Yeah. For, like, you know, like a... I mean, he's like Bont size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he's just Luke not as... McFarlane ath- was that size. Yeah, he's just yeah. not as athletic. So he's not a proper mid. Yep. But as a makeshift forward, he was getting the job done. Harry Jones did not look very good. Um, but we we crumbed and we jagged a few. And, yeah. you know, we did what we had to. We did it by committee. Mm. Stringer should be in this week. Yeah. Hopefully Tipper can come on as the sub and play at least a quarter yeah. which adds some experience back but yeah look I'm not sure it's enough yeah I genuinely say this is a 50-50 game it is a 50-50 game and yeah. if we broke them because the MCG is slightly bigger it's going to be harder for them to defend yeah yeah. It, that's my opinion yeah if we broke them open and won this by 30 I wouldn't be surprised yeah and if they won it by 20 it's a real rise to the occasion sort of night for St Kilda too it really is yeah and I'm not I'm not sure if they're the pressure team to handle that stuff. Yeah. If I'm being honest, I mean, when, when they actually had some success yep. only a few years ago, they wilted under the pressure. Yeah. Couldn't back it up after that. Yeah. I'm not sure psychologically as a unit, they're at that stage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're unaccustomed to marquee games as yep. well. There's a few psychological bits that I can see going in our favor. Yeah. No Jack Steele really kills him. Well, it's a huge problem. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they've got to handle uh, midfield in the Essendon Footy Club that looks pretty impressive at the moment. It does, yeah. Dylan Shields looking great. McGrath off half back, beautiful. Great run. Oh, from that guy. Yep. Zach Merritt's still, yeah, 
churning along. Yeah, and Darcy um, Parrish is just Darcy Parrish, isn't he? He's accumulating. Uh, it's like thirty-seven and thirty or whatever it is, yep. but it's having impacts. Yeah. And looks good. Yeah. So I, I have to tip Essendon here, just based on the midfield battle and the territory battle. You'll you'll dominate in the middle. You will. Yeah, I think you'll, so. I think you'll cut them up. And quick scores will be the yeah. Like that's the thing. If Ross yeah. Lyons' team gets opened up, yeah, the six 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 factor, yeah, means that you can keep getting opened up. Yes. If yeah. you're good enough to yeah. to punish them immediately. Yeah. I'm so not... you guys out of center clearance, bombing it into inside fifty, put them under immense pressure. Um, and bringing the ball to ground, you've got, you know, Alwyn, da- Alwyn Davy Jr. looks good. Well, he can't kick a football 40 metres, which no. is an issue. <laughs> Neither could Scott West, and he came second in the Brownlow 15 years in a row. So <laughs> There you go. He's, um, is it his son that I called? Uh... Riley West. Oh, no, it wasn't him. No. Who was no. I having a dig at? Was it his son that I called Everyone? Jimmy Neutron on the weekend? <laughs> Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, I think it was. Who's got yeah. the big head? Is it Riley yeah, oh, West? Yeah, Riley West. A <laughs> massive head. <laughs> he gave someone a little jumpery after it had gone out of bounds. Yeah. Settle down, Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> yeah. And Patty broke into tears. <laughs> broke into absolute tears. And then he's like, some other guy, a couple of rows back, is yeah. pissing himself yeah. laughing. <laughs> Jimmy Neutron. Uh, um, yeah, so I'm going to I'm gonna back you guys in for to go 3-0 here. Um, but... Honestly, wouldn't shock me if the Saints win. They, nah, they, me were, they were really good last week, St. Yeah. Kilda. I'll tip us because it's my team and it yeah. feels 50-50 and yeah. that's pretty much it. It's just the midfield for me. Mm. It's the midfield battle. All right. Then we've got the uh, showdown. Oh, I cannot wait for this, dude. I cannot wait. Mm. Two two teams that... Oh, um, you, can, you can mount a case for both. I certainly can mount a yeah. case for both. Yeah. Mm. It'll be if Laird had had another bad week. Yeah, I'd say it's impossible. Yeah, but they may Adelaide may have the best midfielder on the ground. Yeah, they may have the best key forward. Mm. They may have. They almost certainly have the best ruckman. Like they're actually gonna some of those battles along the spine. Yeah, they could win. Yeah, so it's it's really tricky. Mm. Like Tex Tex over Dixon. Dixon had a good game. Yeah, especially at the start. But Tex over Dixon for me, probably Rankin over, actually yeah. maybe not over Willie Rowley Jr. It's tough. The fact it's a port home game does wonders for them. They'll get, yeah. you know, they'll get the majority of the crowd they'll in. They'll sing the anthem. Yeah. And they'll do their scarf business yeah. and um, carry on. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'll take port. Yeah, I'll take port. Because I think they're a more quality outfit. But yeah. Um, yeah, showdown. Who knows what can happen? Yeah. No, it's like a grand final mm. every time. Then we got Suns versus Geelong at HBS Heritage Bank Stadium. Uh, Geelong, easy. I think Geelong go up and respond. They'll be the grumpy cats. Just quietly. Yep. Dollar thirty-seven for the win for Geelong. Yeah. Yeah. Mate. Mm. Mate. Oh. Let me just double check something here. How much money you got in the account? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, yes. I'm gonna go a bit more. I'm gonna check out the margins here. So you've got, if Geelong are in the mood, you've got three dollars sixty for forty plus, and they are, oh, dude, they are two dollars twenty five to take it twenty five or more. I'll tell you right now, yeah, that forty plus is not happening for a while, man. Yeah, I know they've got quality. Twenty five plus is, yeah, the twenty five plus could two dollars twenty five. I've just got concerns about their midfield. Yeah, and I don't think I'm, I don't think that's unreasonable. Yeah, I know they cracked in and won. They beat Carlton for center clearances, yep. but they're relying on the burst of Paddy Dangerfield. He was shocking using the ball out of the center a yeah. couple of times. Yeah. yeah. 
I think he, I think he was pretty shit in general. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, but um, the running carry from Guthrie, the running carry from Guthrie, Smith, and Holmes, they'll cut they'll cut Gold Coast up. I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When we move the footy, I really fast, like Max up. Holmes, Bob. I really like him. Well, they love him. They're talking about he's going to explode. Yeah, we'll see. We'll wait. We'll, we'll wait and see. Yeah, he hasn't exploded yet, but no, no, no. He, he's got it. Looks he's, the type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon Cut's strong win here. It'll, it'll be like 20, 25, yep. Yep. maybe thirty. I'll take him by thirty. It could get to forty, but yep. it's a risky bet. I would have thought. Yep. And then this is probably game of the round. Uh, which is a shame is... that it's three twenty on a Sunday, but yeah, bizarre, dude. Mm, yeah, should have been a Saturday night special. Yep. Melbourne, Sydney. MCG. MCG. Mm. A bit torn. Sydney's record in the last five is three and two at the MCG. Yeah. Actually, I'm going to take Sydney. You're going to take Sydney? Yeah. I'm taking Melbourne. No Max Gorn. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And I know that they responded up there at Brisbane. Um, Sydney are humming, though. I'm not sure why it can't be them. Yeah. Callum Mills was sensational on the weekend. Sensational. Yeah. Yeah. Chad Warner quiet. Um, Chad Warner a bit quiet. Yeah. Won't hurt them, and that's going to happen a little bit. They're going to have on and off games from Gordon and Warner. Those guys haven't exploded into superstar yeah. consistency yet. And Isaac Haney's just a superstar, mate. So is Papley. Yeah. 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 They've got it going on. The schmear. <laughs> um, why so do you think Melbourne? I just think. I'll say it again, and, and, and it didn't do me any good last week, but great teams don't lose two in a row. That I always stick by that. Do you think there's anything in the Sydney confidence of, you know, that first qualifying final last year? Well, they're going to want to come down and redeem themselves on the MCG, big time. That'd be a massive motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think... <sighs> they took care of the D's, man, last are you, year. Are you starting to sway me? I think you might be starting to sway me. I swayed you twice last week and fucked it up for you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna no. I'm gonna stick with Melbourne. Let me be on top this week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with Melbourne. Yeah. Okay. Lock it in, Melbourne. Locked. Then we've got a Western Derby, is how you pronounce it, Jack. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, uh, Frio. Yeah, or, not with a hell of a lot of confidence, right? Or were you mildly impressed by what the Eagles put up? I, I was, I was a little bit more than mildly. I, I was quite impressed. Mm. Oh, I thought they looked, they looked like West Coast again. It was bizarre, didn't they? Yeah. And two. And Adam Simpson looked like Adam Simpson again. No, he was cracking the mind. shits when they were up. Yeah, lost it. Yeah, um, I respect that. Yeah, there are two eighty for the win. So have a look at that line bet. At the moment, it sits at 13 and a half. You get yeah. $1.90 for West Coast. I don't think that's shocking. Brody looked shit last week yeah. against North. Um, mm. Jaeger O'Meara, where's he at, dude? Well, he kicked a couple. I know he did, but... like, are you, Without are you, those, are you, average. Are you playing O'Meara? Nat Fife, dude, he belongs in the middle. Yep. And he's fit. Yep. If he breaks down... Whatever, he breaks down. Mm. But while he's fit, you play him where he won two Brownlow's from. Yep. It just, it's a must-win game. I think Nat Fife goes back in the middle. He just has to. Mm. Yeah. West Coast are in trouble in the sense that um, Jackson keeps getting put on notice now. I can only imagine what the Western Australian media is saying about him. Mm. Because if it's anything like what the Victorian media is saying, he's on notice. Yeah. Sean Darcy looks good. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks like a top oh, five. Oh, dude, Kane Corns. Kane Corns. A little bit of browning around. He said that um he said that Sean Darcy Sean Darcy would um would be likely to maybe explore his options at the end of the year. He was, he was one of the prominent voices about recommitting, especially when Chera left. Yeah. He didn't respect that decision one iota. Nah, nah. Mm. And he still he still shows Chera little to no respect mm. as well. Put him on notice multiple times. But yeah, um, there's no way Sean Darcy leaves Fremantle. Not anytime soon. No, no. If he wants to come to the dogs. Oh, mate. <laughs> no, just uh, Bailey Williams, the backup ruckman for West you Coast. Lob, you can have Lob back. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's he's not going to be able. Lob to get played it. better on the weekend than he did against the D's. Yeah, that's true. Even... <laughs> that's true. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Yeah, I just think it'll be a the West Coast midfield really cracked in. Yeah, but that Frio midfield are all on notice. What does this mean for Fremantle if they can't beat the Eagles? Done. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah. But they have real last, trouble. Did they have 15 wins last year? It was something to that. Yeah, I, I might yeah. be wrong, plus or minus one. Yeah. Um, they, got, they got the Crows at Adelaide Oval the week after. So they're going to want to win this game, dude. Yeah, there's nothing worse than playing those teams that will, like, you know, they sit, like, just a rung or two below you, but now you're playing them at home. Yeah. And it's an advantage. They so, would play Adelaide Oval once a year. They should win their next three, dude. They really should. Mm. Yeah. So this is a must win. Right. And then they've got us at home. So they should win their next four. The way we're looking, they really should. So, geez, you've lost all confidence. Of oh, I'm, I'm very not bullish on the Western rollover dogs. Mm. Yeah, not bullish on the Western sit down to piss dogs. The Jesus. Western starfish is what I was calling them. The on Western starfish Saturday night. Western starfish. <laughs> They're gonna keep on rolling over, baby. Flip <laughs> biscuit for all you. That was very good from you, legends. Thank you. I like that. Yeah. Oh, Bevo's press conference. Did you listen to it? Ah, oh, what a load of fucking... Ex- Welcome to Excuse City. Yeah. Population yeah. Bevo. Yeah. Oh, mate. Yeah. You want to take some accountability for yourself? Yeah. No. Wow, dude. Not his fault, man. Not impressed by that at all. And Meat Baines probably gave him a blowjob on the uh, way out. Well spoken, mate. Well spoken. <laughs> um, I will... Bevo calls him a Meat Brains. He's poking <laughs> them all the time. I'm going to take Frio in that game, but um, I'll be better. Oh, yeah, back to the tips. <laughs> yeah, back to the tips yeah. where we're supposed to finish off. Um, I'll take Frio, but I yeah. will be betting on West Coast at a line of something. Um, I like it. Because it's yeah. an attractive price. Yeah. 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 That was it. You can carry on riffing about a meat Baines. If no, you I'm like good. The tipsy bartender. I'm good. <laughs> um, well, is that it? Is that all we've got for this that's week, mate? All, that's all I've got, brother. You don't have anything else you wanted to share? Nah, nah. Um, do you think your team... I mean, they had less guts than a donut on Saturday. <laughs> Paddy asked me to say that. Bonus bonus points, Paddy. There you shout go, Paddy. Me, shout me a beer. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where our, our two teams are at when we reconvene next Monday. Yeah, yeah. Um, because you're down in the dumps. Yeah. And I'm flying high. Yeah. And the way footy's going at the moment, mm. we could flip those roles. Yeah, yeah. Like if you won on the weekend and we got yeah. smashed by 30... There will be a complete role reversal. Yeah. And footy will be, as it has been in this, it, it's so great that it's back, but the results are like rough seas. Like it's stormy weather and who knows what's going to No one's quite happen. sure of, no one's really quite sure what to make of it, really. Well, there wasn't a sure thing at all in round one. Yeah. The sure thing this weekend was Sydney to beat Hawthorne and that happened. Yeah. But the amount of other surprises that incurred. Yeah. 
Like Collingwood winning, not surprised. The amount, absolutely stunned. Yeah. Well, here's why people are a bit... We'll wrap it up with this. I'll, I'll run through the ladder. So we've had two rounds of footy and St Kilda a second with a healthy percentage of 171. And then you've got Essendon at third. But you've got North Melbourne undefeated at fifth with a percentage over 100. They, they, would, have, they would have given their left nut to get a percentage over 60 last year, dude. Mm. Yeah. And then Geelong, Geelong 14th, Western Bulldogs 17th. So it's been a bizarre start. It's Bris- Brisbane are 12th. So, yeah. What do you It'll think? start to take shape over the next two weeks. You think that's it, two weeks? I think Maybe four weeks? I think six. Six, okay. Six yep. weeks in total. Yep. That gets you just past, it gets you to like third, past quarter of percent. Yeah. Um, sorry, a quarter of the season, yeah. 25%. That's a snapshot. Yeah. That you can build off. Yeah. You can start to see whether some of it is fixturing, whether it's ins and outs, <clears throat> what it may be. But yeah, at the moment, it's it's too hard to predict long term. We you end up doing it in your mind, and we yeah. end up blurting out some stuff on yeah. this, you know, going, "Oh, they're cooked." If that, but there are a few teams that are at risk. Yeah, if you lose this one, man, it's really hard to see you guys playing finals. Hey, I, I, yeah, we wouldn't deserve. We'd just make up the numbers, mate. Mm. Like, you, where's and, the run coming from? I don't from? mean offense, but you, you you know quite recently what it feels like to just make up the numbers. It's in finals. all we've yeah. done for twenty years. Yeah, yeah, is make up numbers yeah. in finals. Yeah. And it doesn't do your football club any good. No. A no. lot of the time, it's a poison chalice. Gives you false hope for the next year. Yeah. Um, you can overrate your list. You can overrate players. You can yep. keep a coach that you should sack. Yeah. All, like, all of those are bad outcomes. Mm. They all come with making up the numbers in the finals. Yeah, and you end up with pick 12 and you might not get a good one. So so what if, um, if we're being honest, like mm. if you lose this week or if anyone that barracks for a team that might be in that position, Geelong supporters as well. I'm serious. Geelong supporters. If these two teams lose on the weekend, Fremantle, if they yep. lose on the weekend, is it then you're going to have 19 games left? You're going to have to win 13 to be considered a genuine contender. Yeah. So that's a win rate of 66% mm. for the rest of the year. Yeah. Barring injury, barring everything, fixturing, everything. Yeah. So Geelong are the only team capable of Is three. it better yeah. to win 10 and not make up the numbers and maybe cull some players? Maybe have a look at your coach. There's merit in that, for sure. Yeah. You get a deeper, more healthy review. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And it's worked. It's working for North. Yeah. It looks like it's working for Essendon. Yeah. It's definitely working for St. Kilda. Yeah. We're yet to see whether it'll work for the Giants, but they weren't shocking. Mm. So it's working for Collingwood. Working for Collingwood. 17th, two years ago. Yep. Yeah. So there's a lot of merit in it. Um, when it's time to refresh, get on with the business of refreshing. Yeah. So... I hope that no one ends up in that boat because it, they'll start the coaching talk immediately. Yeah, yeah. For your mob, maybe for Geelong. Longmuir yeah. has got Longmuir has Longmuir has got time. Yeah, he's got. Time. Bevo's running out of time quickly. If if we can't turn mm, it around, tick 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 tick. Yeah. It's uh, pressure. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, let's we'll end cross there. that. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah. Whilst you're contemplating um, your football mortality, let's yeah. end there. <laughs> Good night, Bob. Cheers, mate. Bye, mate. <laughs>